In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Then they said to him, Who are you, that we may give an answer to those who sent us? What do you say about yourself? And John said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. This is the word of the Lord. He is neither Moses nor Elijah, nor is he the prophet or the Christ. Elijah never died, but was instead assumed into the heavens. His return is imminent, as the prophet Malachi has so written. Yet as to Elisha, to St. John the Baptizer, the spirit of Elijah has been given to preach the one message, that of the Christ. He who, coming after me, is preferred before me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. Moses foretold that the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your midst, from your brethren. But this mantle is reserved for him who baptizes not with water, but with the fire of the heavenly Spirit of God. Given this information, your question to St. John must be that of the priests and the Levites. Who are you? He looks like Elijah. He talks like Elijah. But he is not. Elijah. He works like Moses. He acts like Moses, but he is not Moses. Who is this man preaching in the wilderness? He is John, the son of Zechariah the priest, smitten with silence for scoffing at the Lord's might, and of his wife Elizabeth, once believed to be barren in old age, but who yet miraculously conceived. How ridiculous a question it is on the surface that these theologians ask. For the miraculous circumstances surrounding St. John's birth preclude a knowledge of his person. Yet the question is not about his name or even about his lineage. It is rather about his nature and his office. It is as if they say to him, We know you, John. We have lived with you, we have dined with you, and we have worshipped with you. Who do you think you are now that you preach in such manner here in the wilderness? Who do you think you are that you abandon the rich dress of the priests and don the simple attire of the ascetic? Who do you think you are to tell us of the will of God? The question, who are you, is certainly natural according to human reason, but faith must ask a different question of this strange prophet. Faith and even, perhaps, simple, 
educated curiosity must ask, what are you? St. John, by his own admission, cannot bear the name Elijah, nor can he bear the name Moses. And he can bear neither the title of the prophet or the Christ. Nor can John even answer with his own name, one all the gathered peoples here already know. He answers the wrong question with the correct answer. I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. He speaks with the authority of Moses, with the style of Elijah, and with the words of Isaiah. But he is none of these men. In fact, he is no man at all. No man of any consequence. For he is simply a voice. He leaves the comfort of Jerusalem and takes up residence in the desert because he does not matter. He wears the minimum he requires and eats only what the Lord provides for his survival because he does not matter. He abandons names and titles, ranks and status because he as a man does not matter. He is no man. He is nothing but a voice. St. John is an angelos, an angel, a messenger sent to preach a word that is not his own. He is merely the mouthpiece and herald for God to announce the fulfillment and remembrance God has enacted among his people in the sending forth of his Son. God sends St. John to make straight the way of the Lord, to prepare all hearts for his coming. He sends John to preach of him whom you do not know, that you would know him, that you would call upon him, cling to him, and recognize him at his coming. He sends John to level the mountains of pride, to shatter the iron fetters of unrepentant hearts, and to lay down the palm branches, garments, sackcloth, and ash upon the entrance of the holy city that is the faithful heart that repents and believes. This in order that the king may enter into that heart. He preaches in the wilderness, away from all idols and sources of vanity, in order that the one who is to come may enter into the wilderness of the heart and make fruitful that barren land. The Lord will not take a crooked or a circuitous route. He will not climb the mountains of pride found in wild, unrepentant, unprepared hearts. He will not meander through the labyrinth of 
complicated life situations or shades of moral and ethical ambiguity. He does not come begging and pleading for men to accept or invite him. He insists upon a straight, level path of repentance. He insists upon complete preparation. He insists upon broken and contrite hearts that recognize their need for aid and seek in the utter humility of faith the word the voice proclaims. This voice does not proclaim a dead, disembodied word, a mere collection of syllables vocalized by mortal tongue. This voice speaks by the Spirit of God, delivering with that holy breath a living word adorned with heartbeat and pulse, with mind and soul, with flesh and blood. This voice in the wilderness shouts out to the world, Hail! Hail the Word made flesh, the babe, the son of Mary. The word the voice proclaims is in the flesh what the voice itself is not. The word is the prophet like Moses, but greater than Moses. Indeed, the fulfillment of Moses. The word is the one who is to come. The word is the fullness of Elijah and Isaiah, and indeed the fullness of Scripture itself. The voice of God speaks forth the word. And when the word arrives in the flesh, the voice must decrease. The voice fades away, bowing in deference to the word it has proclaimed, whom it knows to be of much greater importance than itself. It is he who coming after me is preferred before me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to lose. The importance of this word made flesh is, as with all words, in the context, in that which the word delivers. Yet en unlike any other words, which merely deliver concepts, symbols, and ideas, the word declared by the voice of God in the wilderness proclaims realities. This word comes as the sweet rain of baptism within the parched desert of the sinful heart. This word comes as the comfort of absolution in a barren land. This word comes in flesh and in blood as food from heaven to nourish those on the march through the wilderness of sin into the promised land of redemption. This word comes, most importantly of all, as the cleansing, bloody flood that purges from the landscape of man's heart all the impurities wrought by a corrupted soul and will. This word preaches life as it is killed, 
and it preaches victory as it is like the phoenix of legend reborn from the ashes of its demise. The joy of this word to you is that it will not depart from you. It is not as other words spoken by the voice and forgotten as they dissipate with the breath of time. The word spoken by the voice of God is eternal in its life, which benefits you by incorporating you into this eternity in both body and soul. While it goes on to minister to all who in the future shall receive it, the word of God in flesh nevertheless still remains with all the believing hearts to whom it has already been given and to whom it is continually given. Dear Christians, I admonish you to hear the voice of God this day. Prepare your hearts by the fasting of true repentance, a fast through the lifetime from all evil, from all sin, from all idolatry of the flesh, and from all that would seek to sever you from the eternal word delivered to you by miraculous birth and wondrous death. Hear the word. Permit that it would transform your barren desert hearts into minuscule paradises, promised lands of faith illuminated by the word and by the voice that so delivers him to you. St. John the Baptizer may not be living among you, but the voice of God certainly is, echoing forth with that word made flesh. Await his coming with the joy of St. Paul, rejoicing in all things in the sure and certain confidence of an eternal word of grace from God that is present with you, in you, and over you in divine mercy and protection. Keep your vigil and prepare the way of the Lord within your hearts. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen.